Peter, when's the last <laughs> yes, time you were so sick that you thought you were going to die? Uh, it was right after Squirtacular one year. Uh, I was still living with three of my buddies in a house. And after the Squirtacular, everybody's body is just kind of broken. It's just so long and there's so much going on that I expected to get sick. But I was laying on my couch at home and I was eating like chips and queso or something. And all of a sudden it felt like a semi just ran over my head and I got the chills and the aches and the fever and the night sweats. And I was knocked out for probably three or four days after that. I turned my phone off. I ignored everybody. I barely left my room. It was awful. It was the worst flu I've ever had. And Kayla, you have like strep or something or RSV or <laughs> something right now. So is would this yeah. qualify as the closest to death you ever felt or you? Have I don't first? really feel that close to death right now. I got to say when I was coughing so hard in the middle of the night, I almost threw up then maybe a little. Oh my Lord. Um, nice. You know, nice. I have a very high threshold of pain, so I've never really been. I didn't sick. say that I was in pain. I said I almost threw up because I was coughing so hard. I, that doesn't say I was crying or something. I, I just see the sickness and fight it. That's what I do. No, you, that's no. not true. You don't <laughs> have a you don't have a high pain tolerance. You have a stupid pain tolerance that stops you from letting your body rest. And then you end up getting other people sick because you show up to work. <laughs> also, men are like traditionally known to be babies with colds. So that's actually very true. It's it's hereditary. <laughs> you pass on the characteristic of that. Yes, I do. Okay. Sure, sure you do. Okay. <laughs> Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to the Girls High School Her Ice podcast. Tonight's pod is sponsored by Jack's Cafe, three generations of great food for any special occasion. The Red and Black League, the largest boys and girls high school league in Minnesota, and Summit Orthopedics, 11 locations throughout the Twin Cities, and specialists ready to treat any sports injury. Now, here's Peter and Tony. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool Well, that was some great A audio engineering right I, there. I am. I'm a pro. That sounded fantastic. You didn't even notice that you weren't in the camera. Didn't even, didn't notice. even notice. Oh, what do you want me to have like a long stick where I can hit the thing on? Well, I, okay. That's my long stick is in that. South Minneapolis so, right now. I have a little bit of a sad story that I'm looking at three hockey sticks right now Ooh, that are sitting used one. next to my dog's kennel that I was going to have. Uh, cut down today when I got my skates sharpened in Bloomington, but now that's not going to happen today. So. No, it's not. You poor uh, I thing. gotta find a. I gotta find another day to get my sticks trimmed. All right. Speaking of sticks, let's talk some hockey. There was a lot of girls' hockey in the last two weeks. What did there this, is almost too much to was, fathom. Too much to think about. I saw some. You saw some. Uh, what are we gonna What are we gonna talk about today, Peter? Well, today we're going to start with rankings, everybody's favorite deal, sponsored by Jack's Cafe. If I could get 
out of my garage. I would go to Jack's Cafe right now for a crab cake. Crab cake, huh? A crab okay. cake. Okay, I'm feeling good. a crab cake. You know, when it when it's crappy weather outside, I think of seafood because it makes me think of like a warm breeze next to the ocean. Did you, you have know, crab cakes and scallops? Or when you something. went to Charleston last yeah. spring, did you have some good seafood when you were there? Well, let me tell you a story, Tony. Uh, you and your wife, Debbie, called me, and I was in my hotel again. I hadn't really gone anywhere. I hadn't ventured out, and Debbie starts yelling at me over the phone that I need to go somewhere. I have to go to the beach. I have to go to the beach. I have yes. to go to the beach. So I got an Uber. I went out to Sullivan's Island. Uh, I swam in the ocean. I didn't really bring anything with me, so I looked like a total idiot swimming in shorts that aren't meant for swimming. Uh, I left the beach. I felt so good after swimming in the ocean. I walked to the first place that had a seat for me. I sat down. I had uh, local mussels. See? There I had are. local mussels. I had uh, some sort of pasta dish with some other fresh seafood. And I had a dirty martini. And I had a fantastic, fantastic afternoon. Good for you. A lot. And, some, and you saw some good girls hockey, which is a good segue back to seeing some great girls hockey the last couple of weeks. Oh, yeah. We had a big shakeup in the rankings. Uh, we'll run through the top 10 in class 2A, and then we'll run through the top 10 in class A. Sound good? And a special edition midseason grades for each team in the top 10. <laughs> so let's do this. All right. Number one, class 2A, Minnetonka. The Skippers take over the top spot after defeating Andover in the semifinals of the Walzer tourney. Anthony, where do you have Minnetonka midway through the season? Um, I'm going to have. You know what? We had them as two. They're at one midseason. You got to go A, but I'm really not that impressed with their scheduling. Um, but I'm impressed with what they did to beat Andover over at Bremer. So I got to give them an A. Not an A plus, but an A for sure. I would I would also give the Skippers an A. I, I understand the scheduling beef. There are a couple of two A teams that maybe should be on the schedule as opposed to, you know, like Farmington, which features however many middle schoolers. <laughs> But they started at two. They went to one. I mean, what do you right. what do you do here? I'm right. not going to split too many hairs. Got to give them an A. You got to oh, give yeah. them an A. Um, Andover. Uh, yep, Andover at number two. I'll give them an A minus. I would have had them undefeated at this point, and they're not undefeated, but they're still the best team in the state. I think. I'm going to stick with especially when a. they get Madison Brown back in the lineup. Uh, you just made my point for me. I'm going to give them an A because the Huskies have lost twice against two good teams and they're still playing without Maddie Brown. And when Brown comes back, she'll slot in on that first line with Gettle and with Berger and will allow Nora Sauer to slip down to the second line. And Nora's been great this season. But if she drops down to the second line, then that gives that second line some extra scoring punch. It trickles down to the third line, gives the third line some extra scoring punch if they drop down one of those second liners. So Matty Brown coming back, he gives the Huskies one more weapon that teams have to deal with. I agree with that. Seating is going to be interesting. We can talk about that at a different show because of seating in seven double A. No seating in the state tournament. Is oh, okay. To... I was going to say it's not. Was, no, 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 no seating issue. Not a question. All right, who's number three? Gentry. And I think we had them preseason lower. Yeah, so you, you got at least an A minus for Gentry. Um, uh, did they beat Waro? Did they lose the world? They lost to Waro. Yeah, they it was like nine to f- six though. or something like that. Ten, ten to seven. Ten to seven. To yeah, 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 yeah. So that would be one kind of mark against. Again, I've always thought that this year's 
Waro team is a top two to top five team in the state. And when they play Andover this year, it's going to be especially fun to watch. Well, we've got Warroad. If you stick around to the end of the show, we're going to have Warroad in our games of the future because they have another really, really good game good. on their schedule for this weekend. Good. I would agree with an A- minus for Gentry. Uh, I don't know if Kara Sajovic is back yet. I know I've she heard she's hurt. back. I've heard it's, she's back, 100%. Okay. And obviously there aren't uh, official injury reports for high school teams, and there, don't, there doesn't need to be. It would just... It would make me feel a little bit better if I knew she was back at 100%. But I'm going to leave uh, Gentry at three uh, and an A-. minus. Edina comes in at number four, and I would give the Hornets a B plus. I would have had... Wow, that's weird. You just did a pivot on that. Before the show, you Why? had him in a B-. minus. I had him in a B, <laughs> and then you just jumped my grade. Thanks. I have them as a B. Um, okay. I don't think they've had great any great results so to to achieve a status but they haven't really had a c either they beat they beat maple grove the team at, who's been the proverbial five this year so i'll say a b the reason i want to go b plus is because the dyna has not fallen from where they were preseason yep. they're they're still one of those top four teams the other thing that i like about edina is that they seem to be leaning into this defensive style of play where there's no there's no Katie Davis or there's no lowly fiddler that's going to go out and score 30 goals, right? So they're leaning into a more defensive style of play in lower scoring games. What keeps me from making them an A minus is going 13 rounds in a shootout, which with a team that I felt they should have beaten in Holy Family. And it's not that Holy Family would score and then Edina would score and then Holy Family would score. It's it just over 12. No, nobody nobody could score. Nobody could score in that shootout. But and eventually, in, in fairness, Edina, I mean could, Sedona Blair and Uma. Corny are aren't your run of the mill girls high school they're, goalies. They're not, but I didn't see a lot of creativity in the shootout either. Eventually, one of the Adina assistant coaches came down from the bleachers and was like, "Somebody's going to have to try something different instead of shooting into Sedona's breadbasket." So I wanted to see more of a killer instinct out of Edina that keeps them from being an A minus. Okay, I agree with that. Uh, next is Hill Murray, right? Correct. Um, I'm not sure where this is going. Um, I would have to give them an A. Right? I think an A is fair. I would go more of an A minus. Okay. Um, I watched them play against Minnetonka. They they have such a weird mix of veterans and young players. You look at Ella Housie, who's been a known commodity since she was however old, and then you contrast that with significant playing time for some freshmen in Addie McClay. And uh, is it Ella Pohl or Emily? I would think Emily Pohl. Emily Pohl. So the two freshmen play a fair amount, and then there's Ella Housie, who's been around forever. So Hill Marie is an interesting mix of veteran and uh, and less experienced players. I don't think they would have gone 13 rounds in a shootout with Holy Family, and Chloe Barine has proven she's one of the state's premier scorers up to this point. Not going to argue with you on that one. All right, you ready to talk uh, talk number six? Yes. This is the team. Holy family. This is the team that is going to get a really high grade. I mean, A plus. That's all I got to say. Yep. A plus. If there was another plus I could put on there, I would do it because they have far exceeded my expectations and probably yours as well. Oh, well. So Maddie Kaiser graduates and she had something crazy like 75% of their scoring from last year in terms of points. 
but they found a gem in Haley Box, a freshman who's leading the team in scoring right now. Josie Lynn is playing better than I've ever seen her play before. They're getting some nice uh, performances from players like Casey Cronin, who had the shootout winner against Edina. Uh, Taylor Keppel is slotted in nicely as a, as a digging, grindy, gritty forward for that team. They, I had them ranked really low to start the season, and they've exceeded all expectations. I, I agree with you on that one. Right, Maple Grove. They're would, out of the five spot. I would just say A my A B plus. B plus. B plus. I would I would probably go B for Maple Grove. Yeah, I think that that's why I was between B and B plus. So I think we're we're we agree on that. Because going into the season, I think you and I both thought there was a lot of potential for Maple Grove. If yeah. a couple of other players, like maybe a Bella Shipley, who's played well, but she hasn't lit the world on fire, or a, a Grace Erickson, who is a quality defender last year, you just you want to see those players be able to score more. And Maple Grove is they're still in this pattern of they get one or two from Stella Retrum, they get maybe one from somebody else, and they hope Danny Strom makes 30 saves. It's a formula. I mean, it works. It's not like they're ever going to fall out of the top 10, but I don't think it's a state semifinalist formula. Though. Do you see, I think it, I think it might be, but I'm not sold, sold. Not I'm not buying the stock. Let's neither put it that I, way. Neither am I. All right. Next. Morehead. Um, where did you happen to start the season? Do we, I think outside I think I of top Morehead 10. at like 10, maybe. Yeah. So I'd say B, B, B plus. I would say B plus. I still like Moorhead a lot. And I said this weeks ago that this is a team built for the postseason. And you do not want to get into a slugfest with Moorhead because they're bigger, stronger, and faster than almost any team that they're going to go up with up against physically. The one problem I have with Moorhead is they went one for 14 on the power play during the Walls or Invitational. And in those types of games where as an outstate team, you have a chance to make a statement against a high quality Metro program. You got to do it. And they ended up losing to Andover and Maple Grove. So I just saw their results at the walls or weren't great, which makes they me were. nervous that they're not a state they semifinals. They'll be in the state tournament, I believe, but I don't see them getting past the first round. I don't disagree. They got running timed by Andover. Right. But then again, so does pretty much everybody. Right. All right. <laughs> now this wasn't going to be interesting. Number nine is interesting. Yep. Uh, Stillwater comes in at number nine. Oh, I'm going to let you go first. (laughs) You're going to let me go first? Well, the Ponies held off one of those teams that's been just outside the top 10 the whole season in Blake. They beat Blake five to one. They've won three out of the last four since the last time we did rankings. I mean, they they are what they are. They're going to hover around that 9 to 12 range for the rest of the season. They hung with Gentry. They had a 2-0 lead over Gentry yeah. and ended up losing 5-3. to three. So they're one of those teams that I think is going to, and we can get into this a little bit later when we talk about Team USA, but they lose Josie St. Martin for the next, you know, three weeks while she's in Sweden. Uh, Brooke Nelson had two goals against Gentry. So we'll see what happens. We'll see if anyone steps up and fills that scoring role. But for Stillwater, I'd probably give the team a B. I had them at a B. It's a it's a B. You'd like to see more, but you you definitely could have seen less. So we'll give them a B. All right, and then uh, last but not 10, least, ten. But no, Saint Margaret's. Mm. 
I know. I wouldn't say there's no A for Benilde uh, in no. it, it whatsoever, but there's not a C either. I would say a B, a solid B. I would I would have gone B minus. B minus. I was close. Yeah, we're really close. I would have gone B minus. Okay. Um, I've seen I've seen Benilde when they're at their best and they're cycling the puck and skating hard and they maintain possession so well in the offensive zone. And then there's some scores where you're just kind of like, what? what? Here's Why, a, how? Here's a question. Are there any teams out there who maybe deserve an A that are outside the top 10 or deserve a C because they're not in the top 10? Ooh, ooh, that's a really good one. And we, we can be harsh on teams. We can't be harsh on players on the show. I think a team, I don't know if it's an A, but a team that would have a higher grade from me based on preseason expectations. Can I guess who it low. is? Yeah, go I ahead. I would say Champlain Park, Cooter Rapids would be that team. That is definitely one of them. I was thinking of somebody else, actually. You were going to say Roseville, Matamidi? I was. I was going to say Roseville, Matamidi. I haven't followed until they won the Kaposha. I really haven't followed them. So They had a couple of holdovers from that Roseville team that I think won 15 games. No, a couple I, yeah, of years ago, Wiltsy and Wiltsy and Jones. I just haven't followed them because they haven't had any big wins. They haven't really, mm-hmm. they haven't jumped off the uh, the, the hockey hub yet. Right, me. and they're and they're stuck in that section four double A, which is Murder's the room. top. The top three seeds are already pretty much set for that section. Right, but I think Champa Park Coon Rapids is the other one who would get a a big time A, maybe even an A plus. The. <laughs> Right, plus I think is accurate. I mean, is there some team they're going to be even better next year? Is there a team like like Centennial or teams that we thought might be in the top ten who haven't really? Now Centennial's playing better, so there's really no C's out there, you know? Because I I I didn't have high expectations. You know who? Maybe I I would give a C to, and I'm going to probably get punched the next time I go see a Rogers game. I think Rogers. I I had a hot. I had a higher expectation for Rogers. This year, uh, I thought they'd be a five through 10 lock and there have been, we bounced them out of the top 10 what, like two, three weeks ago. Not for trying. I mean, I looked for every reason to keep right. Rogers. In there oh yeah. Played, that's my point. They played so well last year and I thought that they had a, a repeatable formula with the good goal year to year. And, I thought yeah. they were going to be able to do to replicate what they did last season. They haven't been able to do it yet. Uh, I still think goaltending is one of the biggest factors in postseason success, so I'm not going to write Rogers no. totally off yet. But yeah, they certainly haven't lived up to our expectations. And let's remember, we're just two morons on a Zoom call. So. Uh, yeah, uh, emphasis on the word moron. Yeah, so. yeah. I wouldn't give Centennial a C. I don't think I had him ranked in the preseason either. Right, 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 right. Like you go through that that eleven fifteen, you know, the Blakes and the Centennials and right. Lakeville that Norths, is, those teams. I, I think Centennial misses Megan Goudreau more than they thought they would. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So uh, moving on to A. All right. You want to give grades for, for these ones too? Yeah, absolutely. All right. Why wouldn't uh, we? We'll, we'll no, with, we're only a double A show. We're just gonna just we'll, read the A's and be done. We'll start with a, a solid A plus in Warroad. Well, I'm gonna give them an A plus just because their schedule is just awesome. You know? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, they could lose they play Edina later this week. They could lose to Edina, and I would still consider them by far the best team in Class A. I hope you have Edina, Warroad, and Pickums because it'll just be fun to talk about. I do have that game in Pickums. It's the That's best Warroad team in umpteen years, and it's the worst it's Edina nuts. team in umpteen years. 
And and when we're talking best, and then both are both relative, you know. I would say, think about what you just said. The best Waro team that won the state championship last it's year better than the it was last year. There's the worst no one's Edina arguing team, that. The the worst Edina team it has won like the, the five out of the last six, five out of the last six state tournaments, right? Right, yeah, five. You said, you said that not me. Sammy won four in a row, right? Or did she win three in a row? It wasn't four in a row. So she went three in a row, lost, then won. And then won, yeah. And then lost. Yes. 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 In the semis. They yes. were in the state third place game or below for the first time in five seasons last year. Spoiled. Spoiled. Exactly. Spoiled. Uh, Proctor Hermantown. Number two. Yep. I would say A. Again, they're playing a tough schedule. They really don't have a bad loss okay. on their schedule. No. The one thing that keeps me from giving them an A plus would be not beating Benilde when they had You're so down on them about that. Wow. I wanted to see them win. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I, I think, like, they, I like I think they wanted to see themselves win too, but Benilde got to give them a little credit. Uh, Holy Angels at number three. A plus. Yeah. A plus. Oh, yeah. Especially because preseason it was Warwick, Proctor, Hermantown, Orono. Warwick, Proctor, Hermantown, Orono, four and five were an afterthought. Admittedly, Holy Angels was a total afterthought for me. But they've played exceptionally well. They've gotten good goaltending from both goalies. Uh, Ava Bentley came up with a big performance against Orono, so it's not just the, the Rimstad show between the pipes. Right. Okay, so what was the score in the Holy Angels Warroad game? How bad was that? 6-2? Hold on. 6-2. The bummer about doing this over Zoom is that I can't use my laptop to super quick look up facts and figures. Yeah, that's an interesting score. I got the girls hub up here. I should have it in a second. You've got it? All right. I have Holy Angels game schedule. It was, it was five to one. I said six two, so I had I knew it was a four goal game. So okay. six two in Warroad. So five to one in Warroad. So uh, yeah. that's an interesting result, if you ask me. If you want to play with scores, then you could. I don't know. You could go down a massive rabbit hole of what Warroad's been able to do against top competition. The other interesting scores were as we. Uh, go through these Class A top five teams. It's the it's the Mount West Tonka win last week over over Orono. I think that's yeah. the one that really jumps out at everybody who follows Class A girls hockey. Uh, Mount West Tonka comes in at number four. Yep, and that, and that, that, mean, that's just, the next team, right? So perfect. That's all. That's all they do is win. I know. Hats that's off to do. them. They are. Uh, Greer Hardacre had two goals in that win over Orono. Ashlyn Roth had 25 saves on 26 shots. Um, you got to give credit where it's due, and Mountain West Tonka looks to be one of those top five teams. I have a family connection to Greer Hardacre, so it's always fun when I hear a Hardacre's name read off from Mountain West Tonka or from Southwest Christian because I've known their family since Tate? our Tate, Mason, Brody, Brody Greer. <laughs> know them all. Good family, good people. So it's good to hear. You rifle off her name on our show. Uh, Orono comes in at number five. We didn't give Mama's Tonka a grade. Let's. I Ooh. they haven't been in our top five, so I I'm just I have their 
record here in front of me. Let me just read off some of their wins and losses. I know they're nine and four. Yeah, so their losses, I know they played Northfield this year. Remember that? That was early in the season. That was way early. They beat Northfield, but they lost to Woodbury. They lost to South St. Paul. They lost to Holy Angels. Lost to World by seven. And then since the World shellacking, they've beaten Thief, Minneapolis, Pine City, Orno, and Hutch. I think Um, three of their four losses have been by a single goal, right? And they were early. Yes. Yes. They were early in the season. They, besides Warroad, they had lost to Holy Angels on December 3rd. So that was a long time ago in girls hockey. So I would think an overall grade of A minus would be good for them. I think that works. That's my, there's my grade for those guys. (laughs) All right. Or no. Oof. Um, I would have to, they're in the beast. They might even get a C. I'm going to see. I'm not going to go that far. Come on. I'm not go that far. Gosh, you're just too nice. Well, I, I always benefited from teachers grading on a curve. Oh, so my I'm gosh. Gonna, yeah. I'll extend that same courtesy to these teams. Well, you know. I would give Orono a B minus. Nine, three, and two. Okay. I'm going to read you their tie was to Simley. Their tie was to Proctor Hermantown. Those are decent ties. Okay. Yeah. Um, lost to World three to one. That's a good loss. Yep. Uh, lost to Holy Angels two to one. Not, and now it looks better. Lost to uh, Mound West Tonka. I would have had them if I would have looked at this record. I would have had them losing to uh, World and losing to Proctor Hermantown and beating yep. beating Holy Angels, beating Mount West Tonka, beating Simley. So I would say they are a C plus. On migrating, I'm going to read you a chunk from what I wrote in the rankings because it it sums up exactly how I feel about Orono. The Spartans lost to Mount West Tonka Southwest Christian two to one, but are also one of the few teams to give top ranked Warroad an actual game this season, pointing to an overall talent advantage over much of Class A. Still very much a believer in the Spartans' talent, but Friday's game against South St. Paul will be an excellent indicator of just how high the ceiling is. Okay. No, well, That's later this week, very we're well written, Peter. I would give thank that. You. I would give that report an A plus. Oh, thank you. Uh, so later this week, we're going to learn a lot about South St. Paul and about Orono. You know who what, your next one up here is? One of the hottest teams in Minnesota right now. Oh, trust me, I I'm aware, very and I also have a, a fun. I have a fun uh, a fun fact about this team, and I'm going to ask you this before we reveal who it is. So this team currently has the state's leader in assists with 34. What? That's a ton. She's got 30. She has 41 total points and 34 of them have come on assists. Uh, is it a Tocito? Nope. No. Is it a Sanders? Nope. Oof. Now I'm really struggling. It's, a, it's a first is name a, that I'm going to struggle so hard to pronounce. No. Okay. Uh, I'm trying. I, I thought I did pretty well. They're rocking three of their top mm-hmm. players, right? Nope. It's McKaylin McCown. McGown. Wow. That's McCown a lot McGown. of Max. I, I guarantee her nickname is Mac. I hope it's Mac. Cause I really don't <laughs> want to say McKaylin. Any, she's got anymore. 34 assists. We'll call, her, we'll call her Mac McGown for now. She's got 34 assists so far this season. That leads the state. That's incredible. 
It is incredible. Simley beat South St. Paul last night. That's a big win for the Spartans. It knocks the Packers uh, a little bit further away from the top five than they were last week. Simley is not a team to be trifled with. No, and that's a really good section. Really good section. That's a fun section. It is a really fun that's section. Fun so they got section. some good wins. I'm looking at their schedule right now. So they, let's just say uh, November, November, kind, November wasn't kind to Simley, right? They lose to Rosemount, which is a decent loss, three or two. Tied Orno, not bad. Lose to Blake, which is a good scheduling on their part. I think they beat Blake last year, correct? They did. And then they beat Egan, which is a good win, double-A win. They killed Chisago 11 to nothing. So things are warming up, and then they go up to Warro Gardens and get slaughtered a 9 to nothing. So rough start. Since that World game, undefeated. North St. Paul, Litchfield, Hastings, Breck, Two Rivers, Dodge County, which is a good win. Eastview, Eastridge, another good win. Uh, New Prague, and then they just beat South St. Paul. I think it's 10 straight wins. That's a good run. I'm back on the Simley bandwagon. It's a very good run. I think six is a perfect spot for them in the rankings. I'm going to go oh, A- minus for Simley. How about you? I would go A for Simley. Okay. All right. Uh, South St. Paul at seven. Another good uh, eleven and four team. I'd like to see what their schedule looks like. Um, uh, their schedule's good. Uh, how did they do their in the composure? Really they lost in the they first round, third. right? No, they beat Hibbing in the first round, lost to Roseville, and then beat Woodbury in the third place game. Yep, that's a good win over Woodbury. Yeah, that's a good win over Woodbury. Yep. Um, looking, they got a good win over Dodge County, um, and their losses are to Proctor Hermantown, Hill Murray, and Roseville Matamidi, and Simley. I'm going to be plus. I think based on what they lost last year in Lily Ramirez, yep, I'm going a minus because they South St. Paul is just one of those programs that finds. Somebody. I would have had them in in the seventh spot this year. So B plus is right. They're right where I think they should have been. Uh, number eight. I do play Warno this week, which I'm sure is in your pickums. Maybe. 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 Be a good game. Well, it's like seven versus five. That's a pretty good game. Yep. Uh, Duluth Marshall at eight. Duluth Marshall. They just. One last they just night, beat, they just beat Mankato. They just beat Mankato East. Yep, and they beat in somebody the else last Holiday night. Classic semifinals. I saw it on Willie P's up north report. They won last night, one to nothing. Yep, and the Hilltoppers, uh, nine four and one. That's not going to set the world on fire record wise. But to their credit, they do play a decent schedule. I believe two of those four losses are against Warroad and Edina. Edina. So yeah. I give the Hilltoppers credit for coming down and playing against a top five class two A team. I do too. They lost to Warro. They lost to Dinah. They lost to Holy Angels, only two to one. Lost to Brainerd Little Falls, and they haven't lost since. They won the the uh, Herbricks Classic by beating another double A team, Moundsview Irondale. They beat a very good Mankato East team. I think their name's going to get red here pretty soon. And they beat Ooh. Marshall in the Marshall versus Marshall game. How weird is that? I don't know. Weird is a way to put it. All right. Um, I'm going to give them an A. Duluth Marshall? Yep. I would as well. I know they lost a lot last year. 
Right. So they they've they're another team that's just kind of you know scotch taped and Elmer's glued itself together. The next team on your list, I spent a good hour with last night, uh, yesterday afternoon over it, down in Mankato. How fun was that? It was a lot of fun. I got so much good juice on these guys. You know, just the, you know, they got the seniors. Um, they were excited to play Laverne again because they beat them earlier in the year and they beat them in the uh, Herb Brooks Holiday Classic for third place. Uh, they played a good Duluth Marshall team twice. Um, they got a girl on their team. I think her name is Emmy Schultz. Do you know the Schultz family story down in Mankato? Is there a jade in there somewhere? Ooh, maybe. Uh, there was a boy. Um, okay, so there's there's Judd. 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 I interviewed him after a game like five. Very years good. Ago. Very good. Um, so here's the story. They had. I want to say mom and dad had five kids. Five. There's five Schultzes. Maybe okay. four. Maybe four or five. Um, and I met the youngest yesterday, Emmy. And boy, this girl can talk. Holy smokes. <laughs> In a good way. She was just excited. Uh, this is the family that built the rink of dreams inside of a pole barn in Madison Lake, Minnesota. And people oh. come and visit this. They play peewee games there. They play youth games there. And uh, the dad passed away. Uh, Mr. Schultz passed away. And the uh, Judd, uh, the family, the community has just banded together to keep the rink going. And uh, needless to say, they're a big hockey family. And then uh, the Schultz mother remarried and has another baby. And I can't remember what their last name is off the top of my head. But mm. kind of a cool story uh, how the family came together. And uh, she's on this team. And I believe Emmy is a senior on this team. So right. quite the story. All really big into hockey, so it was fun to meet her. I met I met the Annalise Raider yesterday, um, and I met uh, McKenna McKenzie McKenzie Keller Keller uh, and McKenzie. Here's a fun story about McKenzie. A uh, very confident young lady. Um, we had the Mankato East boys in after for their interviews for Friday Night Ice. She just hung around and watched. And hung out in the room and, and uh, kept the boys honest. We'll call it that way. Uh, <laughs> it was fun. It was a really so fun. What you're trying to say is she was talking a lot of trash. Uh, maybe a little. Not a lot. She just sat there and she enjoyed it. She goes, can I stay? I'm like, absolutely, you can stay. So, so she was fun she to talk to. she Anna or Annalise? Anna. I, I just, I Anna. almost, okay. I, I, I tweeted a picture of her today. I did one of those ZR photos, you know, ZR photos. They take that photo down on the mask. I'm like, I want to try something. You got your mask here? So I. Took a little ZR photo pic of her, and I posted it today on, on Twitter, and a little uh, promo for the game. Well, we, we won't tell ZR that you're uh, yeah you're infringing on their on idea. Market. Oh, yeah, it's such a great <laughs> idea. It's never been done before. <laughs> uh, rounding out the top ten in Class A, we've got Crookston. Do we give grades for Mankato from, East? Would, do we give grade for Mankato East? I would give Mankato East um, maybe a B plus. I'd say A. I think I had higher expectations considering how much they brought back. Correct. From last season, but it, it's it has been by no stretch of the imagination a bad year for Mankato. No, 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 no. no. Uh, Crooks in at number ten. All right, uh, I would give them an A as well. 
I would too, considering how much was unknown coming into the season. Actually, I'm going to give them an A. I'm going to give them an A plus. Okay, I'm going to give them an A plus. I I I would stick with an A. Uh, Three straight losses for the Pirates in late December, losing to Proctor Hermantown four to one, Lakeville North three to two, and Warroad six to one. So not exactly not not a bad loss. Not exactly a cupcake factory there. Well, the three prior games were against International Falls, East Grand Forks, and Detroit Lakes, uh, who they defeated by a grand total of 33 to 1 combined. <laughs> so, you know, you can hang on to your comments about no cupcakes. I factory. just think your, 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 your grading system for some teams is way easier and <laughs> some is way harder. I mean, we did barely knew who Crookston was before this season started. Barely. They were preseason number five. Did you? Did we? Yes. Oh, okay. So we did know who they were. Oh my God. I thought I thought they came in and had a couple good results, and we moved them into the top five. Sorry. No, I think they were five the whole time. And in their defense, playing against International Falls and East Grand Forks, they don't have a ton of options up there. At some no. point, they do have to play the surrounding Correct. class eight teams, right? All right. Um, Ooh, we, we just have... made it through 20 teams and 20 grades. I know. I love it. I love it. it was oh my fun. gosh! Was I'm fun. already exhausted. Um, before we do the uh, Team USA preview, uh, let's get a sponsor read in here for Summit Orthopedics. Uh, huge shout out to them. I got to uh, meet another doctor, uh, Michael Bear, out at the uh, Tradition Holiday Invitational in Prior Lake, and what a great young man he was! Great doctor, played hockey. Um, he was just the happiest guy in the world coming out there to watch some hockey and talk a little bit about uh, what he does in his practice and how he got to where he is at Summit Orthopedics. So huge shout out to them. Uh, the partnership with those guys is fantastic. We got a couple uh, youth, uh, excuse me, a couple of high school players that we're going to be interviewing that had worked, who has worked with Summit in the past. So we're going to have those guys. I can't remember the girl's name, but I'm pretty sure we have Grant Conan. And you probably know Grant, the oldest Conan brother, who made his way through a ton of YHH tournaments and programming and um, as well as the uh, combine down at the U of M. So I'm excited to reconnect with Grant here at the office here the next week or so. Well, that sounds like a boatload of fun. Grant was part of one of those, uh, Woodbury groups that seemingly went to state every year under Coach John Erickson. And yeah, all, I, think they were in, I think they were in the squirtacular final over at Andover as well. So quite the career for Grant, and he's also doing really well over at East Ridge High School now. Good, good. All right. All right, you want to talk it. a little Team USA? Let's do it. Team USA, you and I both got to go. And, uh, Last considering, year. Yep, over the summer. And considering where we are now as a worldly community, I don't think we're ever going to get to go again because I don't think that the um, that the United States will ever host again. Or why, if, if the U.S. does, it won't be nearly as convenient as driving three and a half hours to, to Madison to see all these teams. No. It's just it's a it was a perfect storm last summer of distance and timing. And as much as I would have loved to have it in Minnesota because it was Ritter was one of the choices, I was extremely happy that it was in Madison because it would have been the same week as our combine. That would have been right. the, the spot that the U of M could have had. And I would have been devastated having to have to move the combine. But going forward, I think it'll remain in European hands. 
I think as the so. host, as I the think host. so. It has been forever, or maybe even Canada. Right. So we're going to have to watch live streams this time, which uh, are on already NHL on Network. Calendar. But on NHL Network, yeah. which is so, fantastic. So thankfully, it's not on a, a garbage live stream. Or a fisheye. Uh, <laughs> I think they've learned their lesson Camera. after that debacle a few years ago. Yeah. But in in any case, nine Minnesotans are going to be on that roster making How about up. that picture Eric St. Martin posted. That was awesome. Of all of them together? Yeah. I want one of those jackets. Uh yeah. I, I don't think you could jackets. fit I don't think you can fit into any of those jackets. No, I couldn't. You want your you own know, like a be, it would just be cool to have, you know. It was sweet. I like the shoes better than the jackets myself. Those bright blues. They were awesome. Like they, they all got awesome. blueberries on their feet. They were sweet. Nine Minnesotans out of 23 roster spots. That is something that I don't think has been given nearly enough attention. By in the, the wait, wait, going back to the pictures. Uh, in the picture, which girl was the hardest for you to pick out of the nine left to right? I already have mine. And it's so funny because I've known her forever. You have an answer? It probably would have been Layla Hemp. <laughs> that was mine too. It was Layla. It was Layla. She had her hat pulled down. on the far left. And I'm like, I don't know who that is. We'll go back to her. And then I got through the other eight and I'm like, all right, um, where's Layla? I'm like, oh, the one with the hat oh, on. She's the first one. Yeah. So, yeah. The rest of them I pretty much knew. Right. So, well, they, and they've all been in our programming for the last uh, teen years. Five years. You look at the old Dangle Fest rosters. Oh yeah. There's this yeah. dad. Yeah. There's St. Martin. There's mom. That was, that was a really good tweet, by the way, with all the kids playing <laughs> in, uh, dangle fest. So, cool. Very good, good for, good for me. You know, I'm a, I consider myself a, a bulldog journalist. You are. All right, Minnetonka let's... is going to send a contingent. Five of the nine players are from Minnetonka. Ava Lindsay, who was on the team over the summer. Lindsay Avar, Ellie Kleppinger, Kendra Distad, and Layla Hemp are all going to wear the red, white, and blue. One more time uh, on that. Let's see this. So it's Avar. Yeah. Hemp. Yep. Clep. Yep. Lindsay. Yep. And what's the last one? Distad. Correct. All right. Yeah, that's impressive. <laughs> You're writing them down as we're going through them. Yep. That's a lot. Right. I was kind of thinking in my head of how many of these kids actually wore a Minnetonka sweater when they were youth and only two of them were so yeah wait which ones uh lindsey and uh avar she played on the u12 team after coming in from portland yes that's right. fine <laughs> she moved here and she chose minnetonka i have no issues with no i'm not i'm not that. complaining people and if, if people do you know shame on you but oh, the other shit, the other three whatever we're we're, yeah. not, we're we we're way past that if you're somebody who cares so much about what other families do in their child's hockey career, don't look at the Portland Junior Winterhawks roster from 2017, 2018. Wasn't Katie Davis on there too? I don't think it was Katie Davis. But but she Tanner comes from Bruder, there. Tanner, Tanner Brunder. Tanner Brender, Rylan Oster. Uh, I think Billy Jacobson Couch was on that roster. There were five or six kids. Yeah, what about the kid from Southwest Christian? I can't think of his name right now. Griner. Griner was came from there too, I think. Yeah, so. don't look at that roster if no. you if you want to lock the doors and not let any children play in Minnesota that weren't born in the state. Right. Uh, Ella Housie from Hill Murray will be on the blue line for Team USA. 
Kalen Mum will also be on the blue line. Danny Strom will be another goaltender. And Josie St. Martin, this is her third. Second. Stint with, second. Second stint with Team USA. I have another note on Josie once we get a little further into okay. our preview. All right. So nine out of the 23 gals are from Minnesota. I will be watching every game that I possibly can. Sure. All, All right. right. We're going to play a fun game. We're going to play a game where you pick the one thing that you want to see out of Team USA this time around the Women's World Championship. Only one? Before the show, yeah, I was going to give you oh, three. Oh, we're only going to do one because you couldn't think of a second. Or I couldn't. I was going to say three things of tough. I would like three helpings of toughness. Um, it's a clear, very skilled group, uh, and many of these girls played in Canada and Calgary last August and got beat, I believe it was three times. If not, it was two for sure. And the first time ever in this series that a, a team did not come away from the series with a win. So they're they're probably going into this game, these games, these two games with Canada, assuming they have two. Uh, one for sure, they just have to be tougher. They have to be mentally tough and physically tough uh, to beat Canada in these games. And I think they're going to have to develop a different strategy against Canada than they would against uh, the other teams where they just can't get out there and, and play racehorse hockey. Fair enough. Uh, my note is finding secondary scoring. Layla Edwards is gone. Sydney Morrow is gone. Tessa Janicki is gone. They're not on the roster. Somebody else is going to have to step up and score these goals. And a player I would look at would be Josie St. Martin. She's a pure goal scorer. This is her second time around with the team. She knows how the process works now. So it would be nice to see a Minnesotan start. Piling up the points on Team USA. Uh, I would think that uh, Maggie Scannell and uh, Finley McCarthy will be their two top players. And then the next two forwards I think that will contribute are the two from Minnesota, Ava Lindsay and, and uh, I'm totally drawing a blank here. Um, and Josie Saber. Okay, just said her name. Yeah, I know. I know. Sorry. About five seconds ago. I'm 55. I'm, I'm practicing. <laughs> practic- I can live in uh, an old folks' home. Well, oh, you don't look at you don't look a day over sixty five. All right, thank you. Uh, one other player I would say to keep an eye on, as long as we're just touting players that we like, would be Allie Lalonde uh, from yep. Shattuck St. Mary's. Got to see her play against uh, one of the Minnesota girls' high school elite league teams, and she was uh, bleeping electric the entire time, skating, passing, shooting, scoring. She was freaking awesome. All right. Are we done with our, our Summit Orthopedics Team USA preview? I believe we are. All right. Let's oh, let, no, no, no. Oh, I got, got one, one more. more. Oh, God. Uh, the youngest come. players on this year's roster are Bella Finale and Megan Healy. So they'll play this year and then likely again next year. And both players are phenomenal. Oh, they'll have a three-year stint, just like Josie St. Martin will. And Scanal will. They'll be uh, 06s next year. All right, games of the past. Let's do it. Who's our sponsor? Games of the past, presented by Summit Orthopedics. Again, they got a double double sponsor, huh? Double sponsor. Oh, they did the preview, didn't they? Yeah, they did. I had them down for games of the past. Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. We can do the Red and Black League for games of the past because the Red Black season has passed. Red (laughs) Black League, uh, an off-season league for players like, for players looking to keep their skates sharp without giving up the rest of their summer, you can still go to the cabin. You can still go to the lake. You can still play baseball. You can still play softball. You can still play lacrosse. 
all while playing a bunch of fun, fun games in a league that does not have checking, which is nice. They don't want anyone getting hurt playing summer hockey, and the schedule is very flexible. And I would say that's for both boys and girls, and it's spring and fall. So check out redblackleagues.com. All right. Walzer ready to go? Invite. I went to the Walzer Invite. You did not. I could have gone and made you, you stay in Prior Lake. But you didn't. All right. But let's hear it. I, would, I wanted to go. Actually, I wanted to go watch uh, Rozo in uh, the Eden mid, Prairie. The midwinter meltdown. Yeah. yeah, that's the one I really wanted to see because they don't get down here very often. No, they don't. But uh, notes from the Walzer, Tonka over Andover. This game has probably been chewed up and rehashed so many times. But the only thing I would say is that was Minnetonka at their best. Uh, it's an emotional team. They can go like this a little bit, depending on the, the flow of the game. And they, nobody rides the momentum wave better than Minnetonka. I agree. That's, that's all I'll say right there. All right. Uh, Minnetonka over Holy Family in the championship game. Yikes, what a weird game. Um, looked like it got a little rough near the end if you look at the box score. Right. But I don't know. Wait. What do you expect? I mean, Wait, the section final that? last year between the two teams was nutty butter. I mean, I mean I'm mean, i guessing that there wasn't as big a fan base as there was for the section final and what will likely be the section final in 2AA again this year, but it was a good preview for it, that's for sure. And I th- kind of see what the results are, but... I would not count out Holy Family. I just think they got a really nice, heavy team uh, and a great goaltender, good D. That's going to be a tough team. Uh, it's going to be a tough uh, section to win. I would say it would also be a tough section to win. Thanks for basically repeating what you just said. One thing I like here is that we've already mentioned Minnetonka is losing five players to Team USA for a few weeks. Okay, yep. I think this works out for Minnetonka in the long I do run. Too. Because it, Ruby Rauch is going to move up. She, she'll she be asked to play a larger role. Senya Leeper is going to be asked to play a larger role. Sydney? Molly Ryan is going to be Sydney? asked to play a more prominent Did Sydney? role. Did you say Sin- Sydney Leeper? Senya. Okay, you sound like you said Sydney. No, I, like, I said Senya. That's you just, just said it really fast. Today. All right, sorry. Senya uh, Leeper. Senya Leeper is going to play a bigger role. Ryan is going to play a bigger role. Everybody is going to get to push up a little bit. And by the time all of those players come back, they're going to be a much more complete team. So I actually love this for Minnetonka. So do I. I do too. They'll get some people, get some experience. Much needed. Uh, Cap- Capoja Classic, Roseville Matamidi win the whole deal over Holy Angels. We've already mentioned that Roseville Matamidi is a double A program. So it's not like we have anybody crashing the Class A party. <laughs> But I like the fact that Roseville Matamidi won the tournament. I think that's fun. I think it adds a little bit of spice to the East Metro girls hockey scene. Agreed. I agree with that. Um, and then who took third? In Kaposha? Yeah. South St. Paul. All right. Yep. I don't have a ton of other notes from games in the past. There were just so many games that have been played since the last time we did a pot. And by doing the grades, I was reading off a lot of scores and results for their top 10 teams in each level. So I think we kind of, if we missed anything in here in games of the past, we kind of caught a, a catch-all there in the uh, grading system. I think we did too. So if we didn't talk about a team that you wanted us to talk about, uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right, what's, what's coming up? I can't games wait to future. see this. Uh, games of the future. And these are all, we're going to do pick on these games? 
we can do pickums on whatever you want to do. That's why I sent you the list beforehand because sometimes I'll roll through these games. And you're like, yeah, I like that one. All right. Well, in this case, since we're doing Zoom, I'm just going to have to rely on you. I think Kayla <laughs> is now joining us here on the Zoom, and she may have our results from the last pickums. Kayla? I do. All right. Sorry, I couldn't find the mute button. Um, so this last, it was, I believe it was like the 20th of December you did pick Sounds about right. So, wow. yeah, a while ago. Um, we had Blake, well, War Road versus Moorhead didn't play. I don't know if that game got canceled. Um, but Blake versus, uh, Centennial Spring Lake Park was five to three Centennial Spring Lake Park. So Peter won that one. Oof. I um, Peter. Holy Angels versus Champlain uh, was one to one. So you both won. Yeah. And then War Road was, or War Road versus Proctor Hermantown. It was four to zero War Road. So you both won because you both picked War Road. And then Lakeville North versus Northfield was actually from our show previously to that. Um, and Lakeville North won, which was Tony's pick. So basically it was kind of boring because you both got, it was three to three, basically, if you count the tie and war road. The teeter totters like this. So how does it feel Peter to be an equal of mine? (laughs) No response. I think he shut off his mic. How does it feel to be an equal of mine? I'm always better than you. I, I don't really. It feels bad, actually. It feels ridiculous. Really? Because I'm the one with the super cool vlogging kit, which is giving me <laughs> exceptional light on my Zoom. I'm the one with the super cool Jack's Cafe beanie. I'm the one who can't get out of my alley because the city of St. Paul doesn't plow alleys. I'm the one who got out of my oh, driveway. Lots of zing on me. Whoops. I'm the one who got out of the driveway. So. You did. And we, hold on. <laughs> Kayla, you want to give a little golf clap for, it was, for Tony Scott right there? I think it was nice. 30, wait, wait, 42 square feet of snow that I shoveled. Because it was a seven foot wide. It was seven feet wide. And it was, I'm not exaggerating. It was six feet high. It was up to my up to my eyes of you snow. can come shovel my alleyway if I'm you good. want. I'm good. I'm good. I'm out forty two inches square feet or or whatever that was, forty two square feet of snow that I shoveled. It took me I don't know, twenty minutes or so. It was brutal. I'm actually in my uh so I play hockey Sunday and Wednesday nights, right? And I'm in the group chat right now and we're all deciding if it's worth going tonight. For sure. I well, we're trying to figure out if we're going to be able to get the uh, get the cars all there. You'll figure it out. We'll see how it looks. This is what you have to look forward to, kids. Group chatting, a bunch of other thirty somethings trying to figure out if you can exercise once a week. All right, let's do some picks. Let's do some picks. January sixth, Blake Andover. Right. You like that one or no? Love it. All right, I'm, I'm not picking Andover. against. I'm not picking against Andover. Yeah, neither am I. Give, give me Andover, the spread, the money line, whatever. Yeah, I'll go money line. I'll go money line Andover. It's going to be low. Uh, this is the game. 
there's a yeah no we won't be here we'll be in duluth we won't be able to go to any Is it of these a friday games. night that's a bummer yeah we're yeah. gonna be in duluth yeah uh it's, it's that's how it works when will you learn that's how it works we have an event there will be a great girls high school event automatically and there it is world dina i think yep. this is going to be a great freaking game so do i oh my so god might have to send some that will there. make the scoreboard show for friday night ice i guarantee world dina who do you like Ooh, that's why i want to go i i think that world's gonna win this game and i think they're gonna have a lot of fans there uh but at the end of the day is really hard to choose against Edina in Braemar. It's really hard. Um I'll go I'll go World. Okay, I'll go Edina. All right. I think I think they have a specific plan to slow down that top line. I really think it's a flip of the coin, but uh I, I'll go World. I think they're going to come down. It's going to be a lot like that uh Breck World game at Breck a few years ago. It was on my birthday. And uh, World skated them right off the ice. So I think that right, might fair happen. Enough. All right. uh, Moorhead Hill Murray also on Friday night. Hmm. I'll go Fifth. Hill Murray. That's a good game, though. 20 minutes from my house, and I'm going to be in Duluth. Right. Uh, give, give me Moorhead at this one. Give me Moorhead. You're going to go Moorhead. Road, Road Warriors. I'm going to go Hill Murray. Um, and then this is the game that I begged you to put on the, the list, and it's there, five versus already, seven. Oh, you put it on or, there afterwards, I can tell. Orono, South St. Paul, Friday night, big time, Class A clash. That is a clash. At Doug Woog Arena. That is a clash. Um, I'm going to go home team here. That's a little bit out on a limb. I'm going to go South St. Paul. Okay, I'll take Orono. All right. Good. I'll take Orno. Good. A little bit of a statement game chance for the Spartans. We got some good di- differences here. I like it. Next one. Ooh, right, this Saturday. is a good game. This is a good game. I know you love this team. You're I'm mildly a big obsessed Metro with South guy. I just Metro am. South and Lakeville North. <laughs> this is good. This is a good game. I'm gonna go Lakeville North, but I would. That's another game I would like to see. Wouldn't you? Yeah. It would be absolutely. exciting. It would be exciting to see. Um, I, I'm going to take Metro South. Okay. All right. I'm, you're going Lakeville North. All right. Ooh, another good game here on Saturday. Gentry, Gentry Academy. Holy Family. Whoa. That's a good one. I mean, if Holy Family wins this game, and I'm not picking them, uh, if they win this game, they're in the top five. They're the top three because they have beat Edina. No promises. All right, I, I'm gonna no promises, no guarantees. With with uh, Kara Sajovic back, I'm gonna pick them. I'm picking Gentry. Okay, oh, man, all the way out in Victoria, it's pitch dark, and then all of a sudden you see this cinder block building with lights around it. It might as well be Mecca. I'm gonna go Holy Family. Okay, all right, we got a lot of differences here. Uh, and then no, I like this. And then Tuesday the tenth. Not just me, but you will be at this game, Rozo and Warroad at the Gardens. Your first trip to the Gardens. I'm stoked. I've never seen a game played at the Gardens. I'm excited. It's Rozo, it's Warroad. It doesn't matter if there's a massive talent disparity in the teams, and there is. 
It's a rivalry game. Anything can happen on a Tuesday night in Warroad. Have they played so I'm yet? Picking Warroad. Have they played yet? Um, we're gonna find out. I don't know if they've played yet. I don't think they Warroad have. I think they're playing eight. now, and then I think they'll play again at the end of the season. Yeah, that's usually what it is. You looking that one up? I am. All right. And because I'm at home, I have decent internet connection, so this might go a little bit faster than usual. They play on the 10th, and they play on the 30th. Now I was correct. Good for me. Yep, good. Good. Uh, who you got? Waro. Um, I'm going to go Waro, too. I'm going to bet against the Remick and go Waro as well. <laughs> All right. Sorry, Remick family. Maple Grove uh, and Andover. Yes. Hmm. I'm already looking past this game to the last one on the list, which is really juicy. Um, I'm definitely going Andover. This one doesn't even really interest me because I think Andover is going to get really healthy now that Maddie Brown is back. I am also going to go Andover. It's in there because it's number two versus number seven. Yep. Yep. I'm with you. Uh, and then our last game in our pickums, Benilde, St. Margaret's, and Orono. It'll be a little bit of a homecoming for former Spartan Kaylee Koopman. And these two teams strike me as very similar based on their rosters. A lot of speed, a lot of skill. Well, isn't Lulu Rusinski, she's an Orono, grew up in the Orono system as well. Playing. Oh, for. well, if you want to go down the list of youth players. Are there a lot? I don't know if there are a lot of Orono I, girls. I, I don't know. know. I hadn't thought those about Those are the only two that I, I can think of. I was just thinking about the high school transfer. No, I, but those are the only two I can think of. There might be more. But I think that adds a little bit of sauce to this game. That's why it's interesting. You got a top five um, single A team versus a bottom six through ten double A team. That's an interesting game. I, I think it's going to be Benilde, to be honest with you. But uh, would you be have courage enough to pick Orno? I would. Okay, I would. Celia Dahl, the goaltender, she's got um, the best goals against average in the state. I look for a big game out of Celia Dahl. And a big performance from the Spartans on home ice. Wouldn't Low be, scoring, but 35 saves for Wouldn't Celia it be Dahl. crazy if Orono beats Benil, but they can't beat Mount Westaka? Chaos. Nice. I had a friend text me the other day, and uh, she sent me a gif of Michael Scott <laughs> panicking during the fire drill. And she said, I want to be an agent of chaos in 2023. And that's what I think this game is. This game is an agent of chaos. It is for sure. Speaking of Steve Carell, I watched for whatever reason, got into my reels or uh, TikToks last night. It was his acceptance speech at the golden globes uh, for the office. It is, you have to see it. It is, it is comedic genius. Um, he, I, I will just start with, he, he gets up there and he goes, I wasn't planning on winning. So, um, I don't, don't have anything, but my wife said, knew I wouldn't have anything. So she handed me this and it was basically like, you know, all the normal things, but like seven different references to how great his wife is. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and lastly to my wife, Nancy, who, you know, everything was to my wife, Nancy, it was really well done. Did you know that uh, his wife is Carol? What? His realtor. Oh, I don't even know who his realtor is. He date he dates Carol in the early seasons, and that's Nancy Carell. Oh gosh, no, I did not know that. 
call yourself a super fan. I'm not. You're the super fan of that show. I. That's true. It's what I'm going to do as soon as we sign off here. I'm going to uh, put on my gym jams and start binging The Office no, for the 15th time. you're times. going to start writing the 10 Minutes for Tony Scott script. That's your next. Nope, I'm sick. I'm sick. <laughs> Calling in sick. <laughs> well, it's been an awesome show. Do you want to sign us off here today, Peter? Because I'm going to hit the outro music. Yes, uh, I will sign us off. What, Kayla? Are you doing, Do you, did you, uh, did you decide not to do an upset special this week? Oh! <laughs> um, I just want to know. Jabroni did, did we have one? Did we doing? have one last week? Did, we, did either of us get our upset special picked? You had one uh, that was before Canceled, that that both didn't happen because we had to do the show early. Right. Um, um, so Champ, uh, Peter had Champlin Park over Maple Grove, and Maple Grove won nope. four to two. No um, there. And then you had uh, Litchfield Dassel Cocado over Mount Westonka, and that's playing on January tenth. So you have. I'm sticking played. with that. I'm sticking with that. Okay. Okay. Stick with that. One. I'm sticking with All that. Right. You got one in front of you, Peter? No. No, you don't. All nope, right. I do not. We'll come back that's next good. week with. With uh, with a more hopefully a more normal schedule. Hopefully a more normal show next week. We appreciate everybody. It's going we're to be much later. Zoom. It's going to be much later next week because we're Peter will be flying. We won't have a show next Wednesday. If we do, it'll be next Wednesday night because why don't we just do it? Tony in Scott is going to be traveling back. Let's How are you doing, Warroad? I don't know. Bring the roadcaster on the plane. We'll. And do it at 11 o'clock at night? No. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. Yeah. Not doing it. We'll do it. We'll do the show on Thursday. All right. We will it. not do the show on Thursday because Kayla's grandmother's funeral is Oh, on. my Lord. Maybe we'll, can we do it on Wednesday night? Here we are just planning out when we're going to do the yeah. show. <laughs> we can talk about this after. Off yeah, the let's, show. Let's, let's close this out, Let's Peter. hang up before we do this. That was me rolling us out. Thanks for joining us today on a special Zoom-only edition. Hopefully next week the weather will have calmed down. We'll be back in our regular studio at our regular time. Until then, thank you for tuning in to Her Ice. Used to keep it cool, used to be a fool All about the bounce in my step Watch it on the news, what you gonna do? I could hit refresh and forget Used to keep it cool